1: resilient parasite prime time
2: with Isaac and
0: can build cities can transform the world and rewrite all the rules that's what i'll be doing every single night which is why no
3: no no no
0: i have to steal it
3: what are you talking about willis
1: this is prime time with isaac and Souk.
3: It'll. it's gonna work
0: it's passable, okay. This this isn't terrible.
1: The best in local,
0: regional, and national sports. With no hidden
1: agenda. Prime time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan.
4: All right, welcome back. Four o'clock with uh, Isaac and Sue. Oregon taking on Washington this weekend at Autzen Big rivalry game. Here is the uh, coach for his weekly visit here on the Fan, uh, Dan Lanning. And I got to tell you, you are making us a better show, Dan. It's helping. Yes. Well, because this is good. well, no. First of all, your interviews are great. Yes, but I was going to tell you, you're so prompt every week because we're notoriously not on time. Right?
2: Because let's be efficient. You... What's that? Yeah. Let's let's be efficient, <laughs> right? Let's let's figure out how to improve our efficiency. This is good.
4: Well, yeah, and because you're so prompt, we are now on time. Yeah every week because we know you're going to be there right at four and now it is efficient because ryan just completed his sports yeah. update
3: we're playing good solid situational radio at this point and we, and we didn't have to I'll make you honest, wait
2: guys you caught yeah well and, and the negative of that is uh i just picked up some halloween candy so whenever you guys like <laughs> went back I, I assumed there was going to be a couple minutes there <laughs> so i was mid almond joy ah, like I, I was halfway through it almond joy right when you uh <laughs> right when you started talking, so I was—I I had to swallow that fast to be able to respond. Okay. Well, let's ask the question though. I appreciate
3: was, it. Was the almond joy? Was it just the only piece of candy, or did you seek out an almond joy?
2: No. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it was in the pile of candy, mm. and uh, yeah, I seek out. I'm, I'm an almond joy guy.
3: The almond joy. I think it's the most controversial of the Halloween candies. Well, it's the coconut. Yeah.
4: I mean, not everybody's coconut guy. Really? I think so. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I love it. I'm a big fan. I mean, what I don't get enough of is mounds. Would I, I wish the almond joy had dark chocolate. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Interesting. You know
2: like the mounds make, with an almond joy? I mean, I think that would be a hit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well,
3: if this football thing doesn't work out, you know, you've got a yeah, you've yeah. got a career in the <laughs> like the designer candy business. I like where this is going. That's right.
4: <laughs> now, yeah. Uh truth you are playing the Washington fight song over and over this week leaving your players like rabid animals with rabies going up to Seattle. There's some truth to that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. How do you stay creative with your message week after week? Like that's new, right? You haven't done that yet this year? I would imagine.
2: No, we haven't done that. No, um uh, I mean, yeah, I think it just takes a little bit of time and effort to think about things like that, right? Um you know, we 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 spend a lot of time thinking about how how do we want to approach each week and what's our messaging for the week. Um, you know, you got to keep life interesting and recycled doesn't always work, and just doing the same thing over and over again doesn't always work. And we want to say, you know, stay fresh in our approach and make sure we keep the things that we think are important at the forefront of our program.
3: When you took this job, did did you kind of dig through? I mean, this this is obviously for a lot of Duck fans. This is their biggest rival, not Oregon State. Not for me, from out here, did you take some time to kind of dig around and and just kind of to do some research on this?
2: Uh, not necessarily this game in particular. I was, I mean, I was familiar with it. You know, I've always been familiar with it. But um, when I when I took the job, certainly did some some uh, you know studying the history and the research of of just in general the Oregon program.
4: How did the idea of getting uh, Sewell a shot at a touchdown come about?
2: Um, yeah, I give credit to our offensive staff being creative. We talked about it early on um, in the season and just look for the opportunity for it to, you know, um, kind of create itself. And obviously we've done some stuff with some big personnel groups, and uh, we, we buzz through explosive plays kind of every week as a staff. And I kind of joked around with, you know, Coach Dillingham about, you know, the triple option approach a little bit with Navy and Army and how that would be tough to defend. Um, And we thought he might be a good fit for that package if we decided to put, you know, some some small pieces of that in there.
3: Does that go along with just trying to kind of keep it fresh? Because you you threw a touchdown pass to a tackle, a quarterback, and you had your All-American linebacker run one in in the same game.
2: Yeah, when you can can do some things that are really – you know, tough for a defense to defend, but don't don't require a, a ton of recall and, and refreshing for the offense. I think that's what can be really challenging for an opponent.
4: This is uh, Oregon's Dan Lanning with us here on The Fan every Thursday at this time. Penix looks good, um, but I wonder, you know, you, you you guys prepared for DTR earlier this year. He's more of a scrambler, Penix pocket passer. Is it make it harder? It, like, I guess my question is, is Penix... Harder to prepare for, or is it more of a scrambler type guy like uh, DTR?
2: Yeah, they're two. They're two really different players. They're not. They're not really the same player uh, in my mind. Obviously, DTR is definitely more. Definitely more involved in the run game. Um, you know, if you go back and look at you know him coming into our game, he, he really hadn't completed as many throws. He was really accurate. and um, had completed a lot of passes, but those weren't really passes down the field. The biggest difference in Pennix is his, his ability to throw the ball down the field and connect, you know, they've connected on a lot of shots downfield. They're the number one passing team in the nation. So for, for a good reason, that's, that's what he's been really elite at.
3: So when you look at your guys this year, you know, it's, it's, it's been kind of playing in space. How, when you go back and do your deep dive, it it feels like that that's been more of the problem is the underneath stuff than maybe necessarily getting beat over the top. Is that fair?
2: Yeah, there's been moments where we've, we've certainly been beaten both, but, um, yeah, you know, early on in the season for sure and and certainly through moments of the season, uh our ability to tackle in space, get guys down is something we've worked really hard to improve and certainly an area that um we gotta be better at. I don't know how many there's been some shots downfield, but I wouldn't say that's where yeah. people are making their hay right now against us. It's probably been a little bit more in space.
3: How much live tackling and stuff can you do during the season to work on something like that?
2: Well, we do a lot of what we call thud tackling, you know, it's where you you uh thud to contact, but you're able to still try to keep the opponent up, the the, um, the runner up, but it, it you create that contact from, you know, putting chest on chest and body on body and get the tight wrap, but don't necessarily go to the ground. Uh, I think that's where a lot of injuries will occur when you tackle all the way to the ground. Um, but we do, we do a lot of thud tackling in practice. Um, try to recreate that a lot in practice.
4: How much do you allow yourself to get caught up in the college football playoff rankings?
2: Uh, I don't know if you believe me or not, but I don't really pay attention to it. I mean, at the end of the day, win. That's the recipe, right, win. And and then the decisions you don't make, you worry about the things you can control, red light, green light. Like, what can I control? I'm going to focus on all the things I can control. If we win, the rest takes care of itself. And if if it doesn't work out, then at the end of the day, it wasn't our decision anyway, right? So worry about what you can control and focus on those moments when, win, uh, and maximize our ability to be the best team we can possibly be.
4: I don't believe you. No, <laughs> not I'm just fair. I'm just kidding. So three okay, so I don't want to ask you about the Auburn thing, who cares? But I do you know, it's interesting. We are uh, fans are conditioned to not believe coaches. Interestingly enough, you said I don't know if you believe me or not. Because so many coaches have said one thing and then and done another. Three of the last four coaches here have have left for a prettier girl. So you can imagine there is a little PTSD for fans. But I get the sense for you, and we've gotten to know you a little bit here over these last uh, few months, this move to Oregon maybe wasn't just as much a football-only move for you. How big was your family and what they wanted in, in deciding to take this job, and how do they feel about the Northwest so far?
2: They love it here. We love it here. Um, and, you know, I don't blame anybody for feeling that way, but I'll just say, you know, action speak louder than words. So we just, you know, but the, ultimately this place was a fit, not just for me from a standpoint of as a football coach, this was a fit for my family. And um, I don't mind saying it, like I'm not a, I'm not a fit for the big city and the traffic, and there's a lot of pieces that, that, that don't make a lot of sense for me. This, everything about uh, the University of Oregon and our ability to win here, our ability to retain coaches, and elite, uh, you know, go recruit elite players, all those things. Every box gets checked here for me, and I was looking for a place not only where I can raise my family, but also have success on the football field, and all those things kind of add up here.
4: Yeah, it, you know, it's funny, coach. Some coaches are just all about climbing the ladder, but I don't, I don't get that sense with you. I mean, you've already brought up, you know, you're, you've had one kid who's lived in eight states. You know, you know, you've talked to us about the perspective you have from your wife's cancer diagnosis. I would imagine that changes a guy. Like, it makes you maybe take your eye off of, oh, I got to get to the next big um, job and, you know, appreciate what you have in a good place like Eugene.
2: Yeah. And I'll, I guess I'll one up and say, like, I, this is the top of the ladder, man. This is Oregon. This is like a, this is an elite program. You know, yeah, I get to wake up and pinch myself. Like, I don't. I don't know that there is better than here, right? And uh, I appreciate that and think about that every single day. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not chasing opportunities anymore. I've, I've. I've got the opportunity I want.
3: Well, and you've seen kind of top of the mountain, and you know, you've mentioned that Oregon has everything you need to succeed here, and you, you know, from facilities to recruiting to the ability to, to obtain coaches. Can you ballpark just how many of those jobs you think there are in America that you really actually have enough? To win national championships, because I, I don't think it's as many as people think.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, even even more so now with the landscape of college football changing, with name, image, likeness, and all mm-hmm. those pieces. I, I agree with you. I don't think there's that many. Um, I I couldn't give you a guess. I don't know. You know, there there might be ten to fifteen programs that are going to be in that category. Maybe I don't I don't I don't even know if it's that high. Um, but Oregon's certainly in that in that category.
3: Yeah, I always feel like at, at times I, I sometimes I feel bad for coaches that take good jobs, but the expectations at some of those jobs, especially if you've had success in the past, I just think some of those things can be they're they're almost death traps the moment you take that job and people expect you in two years to be beating Alabama and Georgia.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough profession. I think every coach knows what they signed up for, but it's also super rewarding. So uh, don't feel too sorry for him.
3: <laughs> and we have breaking news now. Our listeners, the, the spy network at the, at the fan here is everywhere. And we are being told at Costco, there is a dark chocolate candy that is very, very similar to a dark chocolate mounds.
2: Uh, but it has a nut in it as well, like an almond joy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called?
3: I don't know. He, he said, I'll
4: read his exact text. It says, Costco has a dark chocolate coconut type thing that's kind of like a dark chocolate mound mm. so maybe no, we can't confirm there's a nut in. It. so i gotta just
2: go do some research i guess when i have some spare time between the the husky game this weekend and yeah uh, next opponent maybe i can swing by costco and yeah. see what
3: they got you got time right yeah, i mean uh, yes
4: sure yeah. you, you got you got a lot of downtime here's You'd a question fine. i got a question for you what's the best sandwich dan lanning needs a sandwich mm. what's he getting
2: all right. Well, this is like saying I can go anywhere in the world. Yeah. Or does no, it have to be exa- here?
4: No, no. Anywhere. <laughs> because,
2: okay, so I don't know if you've ever been to Pittsburgh. There's two, that, uh, I have two sandwiches. All right. Per- Pittsburgh has this spot called Primanti Brothers when I was a GA at Pitt, and they actually put fries and coleslaw and everything oh. on the sandwich. It's oh. unbelievable. Phenomenal. But my favorite sandwich of all time would be Arthur Bryant's in, yes. in Kansas City, Missouri. It's a barbecue spot. Yeah. Um, Arthur Bryant's. Uh, and it's a combo sausage ham yeah it's it's special it's different they throw it on some wonder bread a little bit of arthur Bryan sauce it's it's the best
3: i love that you had those ready to go that was like dual holster from the hip that's a sandwich
2: man yes well i mean i like food yeah like, and you spend time thinking about like these critical questions you never know when they'll come up you want to be ready when when that's right comes.
4: yeah you got to have that bolstered yeah now I got to follow up on the call map um you you mentioned last week that you used yeah. the, the call map i I didn't follow up at the time but I, I it bothered me this week thinking about that what settings do you use
2: well, I don't have a like particular setting i'll I'll kind of uh you know flip through and figure out what fits the mood and the time like I like the soundscapes at mm-hmm. night, you know, sometimes I'll listen to the soundscapes, but I'm not going to lie. Every once in a while, i let Matthew McConaughey tell me a story at <laughs> night. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different things on there you can use. They, you know, they have meditations. They have, uh you know, the day.
0: Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. Sniper. we lose him? It says he's still there, but I think we got to, he hit a cell block maybe. Mm.
4: Oh, that's too bad.
3: Well, we're we're up against it anyway. Well, we were. So, in the,
0: yeah, that was. Look, we he, were into some good content. Though.
3: And he's not wrong in that Matthew McConaughey can tell you a lullaby. I mean, is Ma- that right? Oh yeah. On on the call map. Yeah. So you can get Matthew McConaughey to read you a lullaby. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's like yeah, he'll be like reading a, a story or whatever, and it's uh, it's that's soothing. It's great. His voice is is like uh, human
4: Nyquil. Okay, so Buck said, he, "Yeah, he's not there anymore. We, we got cut off, but he's, you know, we're 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 at the end anyway. So if he calls back, Buck, tell him uh, he's great. Thank you, and thanks for the time. Uh, good, yeah, another good one today with Dan Lanning. Yeah, very open. See, I told you, he's mm. he's not a shyster like some of these
3: uh, other coaches seem I just, to be. I just love he's, that he he's takes, honest. I love that he takes his sandwich game that seriously. He's honest. I mean, anyone that puts that much thought into the sandwich game,
4: yeah." You know he's a he's a true American. Yes. And that Arthur Bryant sandwich, I've not been to Pittsburgh, but mm-hmm. the Arthur Bryant sandwich he's talking about is legit. Yeah. Arthur Bryant's is killer. Yeah.
3: Well, everyone should have a favorite sandwich from a national standpoint and then uh from a local, right? Cuz there is a difference, like you said. Do you have to get it here locally or can you go somewhere else? And I feel like you should have one of those ready at all times because like the the basis of any good lunch is is a sandwich. Yeah.
4: And we can all relate. Well, as men, yeah, we can. We can all relate to that as men. We it's uh, sandwich. Oh no! Well, yeah. well I mean, <laughs> yeah, if him you, I don't know. <laughs> get him back on. Yeah, we can just exchange pleasantries and move <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, I'm sure he's got to go for another. Yeah, man. he's got to go. Oh, is it hello, Dan? Dan Lanning, Buck. How about this? <laughs> we let lose, the man move on. We lose him again with his day. <laughs> he's got a big game Saturday. And I know he's got another call after us. So,
3: well, and he's probably got to go to Costco to check out yeah. potential dark chocolate
4: mounds. It's called the uh, somebody said same guy. Um, it's called an unreal, not almond, and it's branded as healthier. Mm. And that isn't the dark chocolate supposed to be healthier?
3: Dark chocolate, dark dark chocolate is indeed healthier yeah. than milk
4: chocolate. So that's probably why they brand it that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Dan Lanning, Oregon's coach, joins us at four o'clock for some. Uh, for some whimsical football discussion yeah. every Thursday. So make sure you tune in. Sandwich, call map. I mean, this is what we do.
3: Yeah. I, I, look, the, the Almond Joy thing, that is controversy.
4: It is. Well, it, it is if you don't like Almond Joys. It's not if you do, because I love Almond Joys. I'm a coconut guy. love yeah. coconut. Almond Joys are great, and I don't understand the people that don't like Almond Joys. But this is like why I say Joys. it's
3: the most polarizing Halloween candy.
4: But I get it. Half the people are, just, are not coconut. I can totally see how you cannot be a coconut person. Because I
3: think that's what it is, right? If you, yes, and the the texture of it throws people off. But if you gave a bowl of Halloween candy and we threw it all in the middle, and we just put it in the middle of any office setting, the candy that will be left last, I'm not saying that people won't enjoy it, but the candy that will be last, it will be the last one on the island, will be the Almond Joy. It will be. Yeah. Maybe a York peppermint patty, perhaps, will be swimming around in there with it. But they're just... Uh... Did we break news there, by
4: the way? What? Did he say, was his exact quote, I'm done shopping, or, or what did he say? I, I, I
0: played it back on our logger, and he said, I'm not chasing opportunities anymore. I've got the opportunity I want.
4: Yeah. How about that? Right there. You buy that? <laughs> do, do, <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy that he said, you can believe me, He's not like, I, yeah. you're not going to believe me, but... <laughs> All right, good stuff. Um, Dan Lanning, Thursdays at 4. Up next, oh, I have a follow-up on why the Seahawks have uh, so many fans in Germany. Oh, okay. Again, our listeners coming through yet again. Somebody text in uh, this man's name, and sure enough, it's true. So I'll tell you that next, okay? Let's do it. It's uh, 4.17. Oh, one other tease, real quick. This will be corkscrewed in next because we have a very busy 5 o'clock hour. Did you see the bizarre Mario Cristobal quote that's floating around? Mm, I don't know. Depends on what.
0: Maybe you didn't. The quote was. Well, I'm going to give it to you. By the way, coach just called back again, again. to apologize oh. for for dropping the call. He just wanted to say sorry. That was all. No, all good. Was he driving or something, or what was going on there? I don't know. He just felt bad that he left us hanging, and he's a gentleman, so he uh, he mm-hmm. said sorry. He is a gentleman. I love Dan Land. I,
3: I think you have a full-on man cry. What a I, dude!
0: I love him.
4: Yeah, I love him, and I think some of it is the Midwest thing. Yeah, the Midwest like, I sensibilities. Get him. Yeah, but
3: he's do you, great. Do you want to give him a hug? Because I kind of feel like you do.
0: I kind of want to fist bump him and then like go, go drink with him. I want to buy him a beer. That's that. Yeah, yeah you took the words He's out. He's
3: like a cool dude to hang out with.
4: Yeah.
0: We've I, learned. I, He's also like my age. I know that part is. is Isn't weird. that wild?
3: That you're like what? Ten years? I'm eleven
4: years <laughs> older than that dude.
3: <laughs> you old bastard. He could call me dad. <laughs> That's awkward. Oh, that is awkward. Uh, yeah, dad, Should we go to break? It's
5: Worse if he called you daddy. Yeah, we probably <laughs> should go to break, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it is now four eighteen on the fan. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old
1: whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: So we mentioned the Seahawks are playing in Germany, and I heard today that you know it's not like it's going to be a seahawks home game it's technically tampa that gave up the home game yeah although uh, buck informing us that tampa bay and munich are not sister cities so
3: that would be cincinnati and munich mm. okay i don't understand sister cities but that's a whole thing i don't either <laughs> i don't when i but it's the thing when i was in scotland uh, I'm trying to remember if it was Edinburgh. Or Glad- One of those was the sister cities to Tampa too.
0: Uh, Edinburgh is uh, a sister city to Munich. If that helps, I not I just <laughs> I saw that on the list. I
3: was like, why? That when doesn't is, help. Uh, when I was because I was I was living in Tampa, I was playing with the Bucks, and and they were like, well, oh, it's a sister city. I'm like, what does that mean? Everyone's like, I don't know, but you know, go Buccaneers.
4: Well, it's not like it's going to be a Seahawks home game, okay? No, in Munich, but apparently they have a ton of fans over there. And somebody texted in, uh, giving, us, giving us the heads up about a man by the name of Herman Sarkowski. And he was one of the original investors with Larry Weinberg in the Blazers. Oh. But he also helped found the Seahawks. He was co-founder, and he is from Germany. And his family uh, obviously fled uh, Adolf Hitler and mm-hmm. in, in the Adolf Hitler Germany, and they fled to New York City. So he, he is the reason... That a lot of people over there still root or have, are rooting for the Seahawks. Herman Sarkowski had no idea he died in 2014. He actually ended up in the 60s. He founded what became the largest home building company in the Northwest. He invested in the Blazers, and then he was um, a you know big big into philanthropy, but he was also uh, big into bringing uh, football to Seattle.
3: Hmm. So. That's pretty cool. Um, A tie in to Germany. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Now, we played. There were three German teams when I was over in NFL Europe, but none of them were in. uh, None of them were in Munich. There was uh, Frankfurt. There was Berlin. And the other one was Dusseldorf. But, yeah, a lot of. I can't take Dusseldorf seriously. Simply because it's Dusseldorf? Correct. Yeah. I understand. (laughs) Can you?
4: Did you when you were over there? No. It's like, did the people. Like, do you thumb your nose at Dusseldorf just because of the
3: name? It is a little tough. But I I really liked Germany. Of of all the places that I went over there, of the foreign countries, Germany was... The Germans are... They get a bad rep. Well, and we know why. But just in general, my experience roaming around, uh, a very, very... uh, It's a very, very warm, welcoming place. You know, they always have, like, the the Germans are very harsh. A lot of fun cities, a lot of cool nightlife. I had a great time over in Germany.
4: I got to say, as a man who has uh, traveled some, Germany doesn't... Doesn't do anything for you? Well, it's not that it doesn't do anything for me. It's just not... It wouldn't be my first choice in Europe. Yeah. You know? And, that, and, and it wasn't my first
3: choice in well, Europe, and that's what I'm saying. Is it's it's yeah. got a bad rep, and you know there's and I don't these,
4: know why I think that. I well, just there's do. these
3: couple World Wars, and that kind of puts eh, a real.
4: It's not that. I think it's just I think the language is very not sexy. <laughs> like there's not it's not sexy like yep. I- Italy and Spain and, yes. and and some other places. Well, it's like
3: there. the uh, some of those other languages. They're very flowy. They're they they're, they're, yeah. they're called the Romance languages, and it's like Sie Deutsch. Right. It's very and it and, seems... and they're supposed to be very like clinical and very no yeah. no nonsense. And it seems and... cloudy.
4: Is it cloudy over there all the time? feels like it's cloudy <laughs> over there. The you, you can get good weather there.
3: I lived in Scotland, so I was, you know, I, I, we cornered the market on cloudy and gray. I just, I had a really, really good time. I will tell you, though, sneaky, underrated place that will kick your ass is Berlin. I mean, of all the places that if you were going to go out and you're going to have a good time, right? You go have a good time in Miami, you have a good time in New Orleans, Vegas, been to Amsterdam. There's a lot of places that you can throw down and you know when you're in the midst of one, like in, I, I feel like Vegas is, Vegas and New Orleans to me is like, when you go there, you just have a feeling that you're going to wake up and something bad will have happened. Berlin was five times worse than anything that I've experienced in New Orleans and Vegas. I did
0: have one night at an absinthe bar in Berlin that got a little sideways. It, Ooh.
3: it is. Ooh. I'm, I'm not kidding, dude. It feels like anything goes. And we went to Berlin after Amsterdam. So we were riding a little high. Right, thinking that, you know, yeah, we just got done with Amsterdam. Dude, Berlin Berlin kicked our ass way worse than anything that Amsterdam brought to the table.
4: I have one other sporting note here, and <laughs> it pertains to nothing, but uh, Duck fans seem to have a boner for Mario Cristobal, so I'm just going to read this because he's in the news again. They love... Well, it's because... Well, he's kind of doing it to himself at this point.
3: Well, but I'm, I'm just saying, when you get left at the altar for a, a hotter girl... And then it turns out that that girl has like cankles and like a a bad tooth and smells. You revel in it. And I think that's what's happening here is Oregon fan loves the fact that they got dumped. And it looks at least right now that they got dumped for a much, much worse girl. But he's also being weird out there. He's just he doesn't do himself any
4: favors. He's very sensitive and he's very defensive. And that's that's what it is. Yes. I think it's less that he's not having success right now and more that he's he's saying things like this. Okay, so Florida State beat them 45 to 3. Yes. Florida, Florida State's running back, his name is um Trey Benson. Okay.
0: And Trey Benson was at Oregon. I was gonna say former Oregon duck Trey Benson, right? Yes. yes.
4: Yes, and he ran all over them. He had 229, well, Florida State had 229 uh, rushing yards.
3: By the way, real quick, we pointed this out. Benson
4: had 128 of those.
3: They ran the same rushing play 32 times. (laughs) Oh, God. So Over and over and over.
4: He was one of two Florida State players um, to play for Miami coach Mario Cristobal when he was at Oregon, the other being uh, Micah Pittman. Mm Mm-hmm. Monday, Cristobal appeared on the Joe Rose Show on 560 WQAM to discuss the loss to Florida State in the remainder of the season. While commenting on the Hurricanes' failure to consistently tackle Benson, Cristobal seemed to reference the running back's success as a product of what he built with the Ducks. Benson gained 53 yards after contact on Saturday night, Per per pro football focus. Here's what Cristobal said quote tackling is technique toughness and physicality Some guys showed up really really well and other guys just did not I'm very familiar with that running back That is one of our running backs at Oregon to put it in perspective of the caliber of teams We are used to building you know what I mean Tackling and physicality is a mentality End quote (laughs) Benson never played at Oregon (laughs) So he just, I mean, he did. I mean,
3: I don't think he had many. He carries. didn't play a significant role. In yeah, already. he was not a major player here. So he's
0: taking credit. So yeah, we. So got he's our...
4: taking credit for Benson's success. So when he
0: was my player, he did nothing. When he was someone else's player, hey, he's yeah, smoking it. Right. You know what? I love.
3: I you know I'm not giving him flack. I love this. This is a very very politician esque thing. We we're like, hey. Uh, what was it like getting your ass kicked? Well, let me tell you what. We only got our ass kicked because we taught that young man how to kick ass. (laughs) And if you just hang with me for another three or four years, that sort of ass kicking that he just delivered to us, I effing love people that can take something that there is no defense for and they don't care. They just flip it. It is what uh, this makes me like Mario Cristobal more than when he, than any time when he was at Oregon. This sort of thing. Love
4: it. Well, there you go. Love it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. In the News
4: is coming up next on The Fan. But first, Buck with SportsCenter.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
4: All right, welcome back to our show. Jason Quick on the Blazers at 5.15 We have our picks against the spread at 5.30 30. Uh, right now it is November 10, 2022. It is time for In the News, I'm your noted and carbon neutral newsman. Thank you. Thank you. It is World Quality Day.
3: I don't know what that means, but uh, go quality? We have a quality show going. That's what you need to know. The World. I don't. World Quality Day. World Quality. All right. It is
4: also Area Code Day, so celebrate those area codes. 360, baby. Yeah, baby.
3: I'm a 503. Well, so am I, actually.
5: (laughs) Yeah, you are. I'm a 503. I always thought that was weird.
3: Well, I got my cell phone through the company like 18 Um. years ago, and it was 503, so I used to have always been 503. Buck, are you
4: 503, or what are you?
3: 925.
4: (gasps) Bay Area. Bay Area. Still got that. So, so I guess nowadays... Like, it used to be that you'd have to change your number if you got a new phone. You know, you remember those days? Yes, We sir. had to go through that? Yep. So nowadays, I would imagine you get one number when you're young and that's it?
0: Pretty much. Yeah, I've never had another number in yeah, my I
4: entire
3: mean, life. Yeah, area codes now, I mean, they're, there's no such thing as long distance anymore. It just... You just keep your same number. But some people, you know, it's a... Some people are very proud of it. You meet people that are from, like, Orange County or whatever. Or, you know, there's a lot of people. Hawaii has those. You see a lot of the area code tattoos. My
4: sister-in-law is from Orange County? Yeah. She is indeed not proud of it. No.
3: <laughs> no, she hates it. <laughs> I see plenty of 503 tattoos. Yeah? Yeah. But not Orange County. Not Orange County, but, you know, there is... 503, I guess. Orange County is Because this place is actually nice. What, 313, right? Uh Oh, I don't know. Do you want to play the area code game? I just say, again, I... There's a lot of people that have tattoos of area codes on them. Uh, Hawaii is one that you see on a lot of Polynesians. What did you say? Orange County? Isn't it 313? No, I've got 714, 562,
4: and 949. Most famous area code. What do you think?
3: Uh, Maybe the Hawaii one? I'm
0: just trying to think. Well, the the, the 555, which is the movie one. (laughs) There's that. (laughs) Mm. New York City is 212. I was thinking it might be 212. LA's 310. What's the 303? Isn't there? Did we do
4: 303?
0: Well, isn't 808
4: uh, Hawaii? I
3: I
0: think you're correct.
3: Anyone? I think
0: you're right. Uh, I think, yeah, no, it it is because of uh, 808 Grinds. Yeah. Yeah, 808, that's
4: famous. What was Alaska? Do you remember? 907.
0: 907. Yeah, 907. And I'm sure they have a different one.
3: They they may have more now, but when I was there, 907 was for the entire state. You said 303? 313. 313?
4: Yeah, I don't know, man. It's not on my awesome list. 702 Las Vegas. Oh,
3: 313 is Detroit. Again, what? I'm just thinking of Detroit. That's Eminem has that tattooed uh, on yeah. it. That's
0: why I knew that one was because of the uh, whole 8 mile 313, three, forget Free World. Yeah. Did They've he got,
4: start the whole thing of making area codes like kind I, of like I don't know.
3: I just a symbol of there, I don't I just y- you see a lot of dudes that are very very proud of the area code. Well, I do not. I have a lot of tattoos, but 503 or 360 or 907, there are no area codes tattooed on my body. Although you don't have one yet, so... Don't have what? You don't have a tattoo. Throw an area oh. code on there. 785, bro. Selina, <laughs> Slap that bastard on there and let's go. Tina Kotek
4: has declared victory. She believes she is uh, Oregon's next governor. Now, is she declared, or <laughs>
3: do we actually know that
4: she's the next governor? No, I don't think we know yet, but she has declared victory. <laughs> okay. But the other gal has not conceded. conceded. Well, and that but may, that they m- have
3: spoken, <laughs> so I don't know what the hell's going on, man. Well, I guess uh, until it's actually certified, right? Then it, yeah, we don't it's, know. It's all just projections. I don't know if I. I, I am happy right now that of because there are some races that are still neck and neck and going back and forth, and so far I've only heard one loon that's yelling and screaming about the corrupt. The corrupt. Uh, Who's that? That's that uh, dumbass uh, Lake down in. Uh, oh, she's.
0: Oh yeah. Crying a foul? Is she losing?
4: Well. That one's close. It's she's like a
0: 03 percent margin. It's it is really right
3: close. there, and it's taken a while to count. And of course, she's saying that you know the only reason that she could lose is because of that. And but outside of that, I haven't heard a lot of people, uh, political candidates yelling and screaming. And and honestly, win or lose, that's that? that's the thing that I am happiest about. Is just that we're, we're hopefully we're back to some mature adults where we don't believe in stupid QAnon conspiracy theories. And man, if you win, you win. And she <laughs> seems like a real Karen though. Oh, she is awful.
4: But it is funny how like when okay, so again, it, we're so divided. If a if one if your candidate is winning yeah. and they project them the winner, yeah. it's fine. Sure. But if your the candidate that you don't want to win is projected as the winner, it's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 the votes aren't all in." Yeah. How are you projecting this? You don't know. Well, it's
3: I was I flip back and forth between different news channels.
4: I would imagine they know what they're talking about when they project.
3: yes when they yes. project a and, winner they know why yeah and it's but not I, and it's know. not always one hundred percent accurate but for the most part it is. But I was flipping back and forth between different news organizations because I always like to hear what both sides have to say. And I was expecting on uh, old Fox Newser there to hear the you know the red wave didn't didn't happen. So I was expecting to hear the you know, you know, cheat, lie, you know, corruption, the whole thing. And to their credit, and look, I don't give a lot of credit over there uh, a lot of times. They were they were actually taking a deep breath and saying uh, what what Republicans need to do next time, why they lost, what issues uh, resonated with with other people, why it happened. And I was like, oh, my God, look at that. Actually, being like, okay, we didn't do as well as we thought. Why? And can you go back and do something different next time? As opposed to, I didn't get the results I wanted, burn something down, yell, scream, freak out. You know, I just, that's, it's called being a mature adult well, in society.
4: Look, I mean, I think a lot of reasonable, most reasonable conservatives know that there's a faction of their party that is really hurting them. Yeah. You know, yeah. so maybe that this will wake them up. Hopefully. Um, by the way, on the news tip, yo, uh, did you see that MSNBC beat CNN in the election ratings? I did not. Yeah, CNN's usually the winner in that. Yeah. But MSNBC beat them, oh. uh, and they are touting that uh, <laughs> the, every it, chance they get.
3: Were they number one, or was, or did they just beat yeah. CNN? No, they were number they one. They were number one? Yeah, MSNBC.
5: More wow. people
4: watched it, because the election coverage was all over. Yeah. But more people watched MSNBC on the national scale than uh, CNN. Interesting. Um, oh, I've got... Uh, the Lynn County Sheriff, you know, we were talking about that gun measure yesterday, Measure 114. Yes, about the high-capacity magazines and correct tougher gun laws. The Lynn County Sheriff says she will not enforce Measure 114's <laughs> ban on high-capacity magazines. <laughs> and she says she hopes that there is a lawsuit coming to uh, change that.
3: Yeah, I've heard some stuff about that, that I guess they had one similar to that in California that got struck down on appeal. So, you know, they may be pulling a leak Corso not so fast. I, (laughs) to be honest with you, man, I I don't know. uh, That's that doesn't uh, the whole gun capacity thing. I'm not certain that that blows my hair back, whatever I have left. But you know, you don't have any. Well, I got a beard. I have a very long. You can't count that as your hair. I can't. No. It's quite long. It's a beard.
4: It's not hair. I mean,
3: it's hair, but it's not your hair. Well, it doesn't blow my beard back, so it, it passed, and now I'm. We'll see what happens. but I think it passed, right? Is there, Or is that one that's... I think it passed. Have they still... I think they've just projected that to pass. I think that may have just been a projection, but I think what we were... At least what I was reading yesterday is that that indeed was going to pass. But now we at least get one sheriff it's like, ah! Not going to do it. But, I mean... Not in my canny. But, like, are, are people going door-to-door to confiscate high, round, like, you know, right. magazines? I mean, it's... Kind of feel like if you have those, chances are you're just going to hold on to them anyways. And does it even ban them, or is it just ban the sell? I think it limits it limits them, right? Well, I mean, like because I know in like someone said that there are similar like in Washington, they they banned that, but it's only banning the sell or the sale of new ones. If you have them, you can still hold on to them. So I don't. Know. Hey, I have Greater Idaho news. You know, the Greater Idaho
4: bill was on two more ballots, two more county ballots mm-hmm. out there in eastern Oregon. Passed. <laughs> Two more, bitch.
3: Okay. <laughs>
4: yeah, you keep doubting this. I, I do. These people want their own. I. Uh, that's state. that's great. That's literally the dumbest thing, <laughs> of all time. We'll get to and that. that and that's saying that's, something. It is four forty six on the fan. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> to clarify, the the on the gun bill, there is a lot more in that bill than just the magazine thing. Yeah. But all this Lynn County Sheriff is saying is that they will not enforce this one portion of the bill yeah. that. So it would ban magazines that can hold more than 10 rounds.
3: But if you have them, and this is the same like when Washington did this, if you already have magazines that hold more than 10 rounds, you can keep them. You just can't buy new ones and you can't sell any that that have that. And the other part of it, is if you buy a gun, you have to complete a safety like course and you have to undergo a federal background check. I think those are the three big things in the the, the gun well, one fourteen? Measure one fourteen. Greater Idaho. Gun guy gets very angry at you if you don't uh, if you don't say it the way he wants it to be said. Gun guy is very very passionate. Well, in fairness,
4: gun guy knows more certainly than me about these
3: things. He's an Oregonian. Uh, or- yeah.
4: <laughs> Damn it, you liberal snowflake. Greater Idaho. Uh, let's talk about this now. This is something that. Started in Idaho, and they want, and then a lot of Oregonians out in Eastern Oregon are like, hey, well, we kind of like Idaho (laughs) because of their laws. Like, we we don't want to be governed by, like, Portland's crappy laws. This is
3: just so stupid.
4: And so, all of Idaho has approved a pro greater Idaho measure. So, Idaho is in. (laughs) So now,
3: Idaho gets to double the size of their state? Oh my
4: God. So now, county by county, the pro or the greater Idaho ballot measure is hitting. Uh elections. Okay, so three Oregon counties have said no. They have rejected it. And I do believe that two of them are in Southern Oregon, like Medford and all that area. They don't want any part of Idaho. Yeah. Smart. Keep their meth to themselves.
3: <laughs> they have enough of that in Southern Oregon. What are you talking about?
4: Um one, two, three, four, five, six, seven eight counties have not voted on it. Eleven have passed it. Including two more rural Oregon counties this election cycle approving ballot measures showing their support for becoming a part of Idaho.
3: Yeah, all anyone needs to do is do about a 30-second Google and you will find out why this has zero chance, and I mean 0.0 chance, of ever succeeding. And, like, you see these maps of places like Wisconsin, right? And they're just red. Except for like these tiny little blue dots. And then you get these people that yell and scream. And they're like, see, 90% of the state is red. And you're like, yeah, land doesn't vote. Those little blue dots you see, that makes up like 90% of the population. So I do feel for people that live out in in parts of the state and their, their ideas don't line up. But if you did this, you could do this with practically every single state. In the Union that you can it's not happening and by the way you're gonna find out that when you uh, leave states and you go to a, 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 a and you leave the the government funds from these large uh, cities you, you're not gonna like it because you're gonna be poor and you're not gonna have any sort of uh, public public works and resources it's just the dumbest argument in the world of I just want to go be part of a different state that more aligns with the way I think yeah that's called the Civil War.
4: While there are still several counties that have yet to vote on the greater Idaho concept, as I mentioned, the group argues that it already has enough support to move the ball forward. (laughs) The movement has already won elections in 11 of the 15 counties that are proposed to join Idaho and says it has enough signatures to get on the ballot in Wallowa County. The movement says... That it does not need votes in every county because these election results demonstrate to state legislators that any eastern Oregon county would approve greater Idaho measures.
3: <laughs> you know who won't approve of it? Uh, yeah, the, the 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 vast majority of people in the state of Oregon and California and Washington. So they believe they will be able to take this to state legislators now. Yeah. As long as they show up. I believe that you're, you're a moron if you're spending your time. I mean, I get the idea of being like, yeah, I would love this. But the people that are actually out there spending their time and resources on doing this, I can't think of something that's a bigger waste of time. Well, you know, the Dems
4: control Salem. <laughs> so they're going to have probably a little bit of a problem with this. Yeah, maybe. But just, maybe in Boise, just you a know, scooch. they can get a state... <laughs> Uh, uh, resolution.
3: Unfortunately, unless your name is Putin, you don't just get to look at the land next to yours and be like, "I want that." Oh, and by the way, how's that working out for him? Well, isn't that what they're calling Tina here? Her new Tina. Tina Putin. She's going to give away half the state when she gets elected. Doesn't quite work that way. Yeah, cut, trim the fat. Yeah, you know. Gosh, people are fantastic. And by the way, if you're unhappy, you know you can move to Idaho. It's just plain. well, there's that. Yeah, you, 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 just you can move there. You you can. You know what? As opposed to... I shouldn't have to. Move the border! I shouldn't have to! Yeah, that's great. Well, you're just an old crotchety bastard, aren't you? (laughs) I just... I have no time for morons. I really don't. And... You're doing a show with me. (laughs) Clearly have four hours a day. Yeah, you're not a moron. You're a lovable idiot. But a moron? No. No.
4: All right, that's it for In the News, November 10th, 2022. We have the Hot Five at Five next. Another lawsuit against the Commanders... The Rose Bowl throwing a wrench into the college football playoff and uh, some other news. I'll get you caught up on the Blazers. They're in New Orleans, I guess, tonight, right? Is that right? You are correct. Yeah,
0: Tipping Orleans. off moments from now.
4: Mm-hmm. And oh, a Mariners rumor. You're gonna like this. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mariners say that they are gonna add an outfielder. Did you hear the big rumor of who they're uh, gonna get to not uh, who they're gonna get. <laughs> you okay? Over there? Who they're gonna try to get?
3: <laughs> Were They're bringing back Mitch Haniger. Come on. Pertains to you, Conforto. Uh, that'll be next
1: on the fan.